Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. We continue our push towards Wimbledon here on TC Live. Our city on the grass. Four excellent tournaments. Another entertaining day across London, Halle, Birmingham, and Berlin. All four grass court action cities continue. And we will break it down here on TC Live. Here's what's coming up on the show. With a quarterfinal berth on the line, Nick went full curios against Stefano Tsitsipas in Germany. And the sideshow lasted, well, all three sets. With London calling, everybody wants to know if Coco Goff can build off her Roland Garros success. We will show you her 2022 grass debut. And while Rafa Nadal has returned to practice, his playing status for Wimbledon still remains unknown. But Mr. and Mrs. Nadal may have even bigger news on the horizon. Those stories and more beginning right now on TC Live. Hello and welcome to our Santa Monica studios. Glad to have you with us. No Eagle, the great Paul Anacone, the fantastic Andy Roddick. This should be a fantastic show as well because, well, Paul, you're, you're in for Mark Knowles now as a weird role reversal, and we've got you here. You and Andy all cool? Just want to make sure before we get off we, and running. We are so cool, it's okay. almost illegal. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Andy, you agree? I, I, yeah, I, I will say I've never liked anyone more who was sitting in the opponent's box that went on to beat me like 37 <laughs> times, i got to be honest. Oh, man. Well, an eventful day without a doubt, and we will get right into the action with these two superstars as we will start in Hala. World number one, Daniil Medvedev, back in action, taking on Govid, David Goffin. And this one, an intriguing matchup for sure, Andy, and Daniil Medvedev just trying to show what he can do on the grass. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit uh, yesterday, Noah. I wasn't really sure what Goffin was going to do consistently to disrupt Daniil Medvedev. Uh, they play kind of the same sort of cat and mouse game. Medvedev just plays a better, is able to attack a little bit more. Goffin was forced to try to hit shots like that, take some risks, but that can go two ways. And unfortunately, it went the bad way where there are too many errors involved uh, too often. And Medvedev has really improved his movement on the grass, especially last year. Before that, it was a little hit or miss. Uh, Similar playing styles, like to get into long rallies, like to ask the question of their opponents over and over. But Medvedev just moves a little bit better, can switch directions a little bit better, doesn't have to force it uh, quite as much. Has improved that forehand over the last year and a half. Couldn't really attack it two years ago. Can definitely attack it now, as we saw in last year's U.S. Open final. Straightforward win for Daniel Medvedev. Even though he's not going to be able to participate in Wimbledon, still focused on this week. Medvedev now 3-1 and one in his career against Goffin and moves through to that second round. He will take on Ivashka, an intriguing matchup as well in sense of Ivashka being that hard hitter. Medvedev as great a defender as we see across the tour. So here's that top half of the draws. We move on to Hubie Perkoc taking on Ugo Umber. Very similar sounding names, very similar players out on the court. Andy, this one also delivered. Yeah, and one thing that's not surprising is seeing that someone slip in the shadowy part of that court in Hala. I feel like it's an ice skating rink on whichever side isn't getting the direct sunlight, uh, holding a little bit more moisture. But look at this movement for Hercotch going side to side. The big man, he does not get enough credit 
for his movement. Uh, we talked about contenders at Wimbledon a couple days ago, Noah. We're both dummies for not including Hercotch in that conversation with the semifinal run uh, under his belt last year. Controls the middle of the court on grass, is able to distribute off of both sides, and has a thumper of a first serve. So Umber obviously defending a lot of points from last year, but solid, solid match from Hercotch. Uh, extremely comfortable on the grass court surface. Yeah, you're a dummy. I'm a dummy. Paul, we're going to find out if you're a dummy because we go to you next with Stefano Sintipas and Nick Kyrgios. This one, the headliner of the day. Yeah, never a dull moment with Nick Kyrgios on the court. And it was right here at the end of the first set. That was the only hiccup in the first set. Played a little bit of a shaky game right here, and Sintipas wins that first set. And uh, Kyrgios lost his racket, his temper, broke the side bench. And interestingly enough, how about after all of those emotions, was able to break first game of the second, then got into offense, started playing Nick Kyrgios grass court tennis, which is so much fun to watch. He's so tough to deal with with shots like that and the ability to hit through his opponents, take the racket out of your hand. It was a dominant second set from Nick Kyrgios. Uh, six games to two. Third set, it was right in there at 3-4. How about a little behind-the-back half volley a la Andy Roddick? I think Andy Roddick would have loved to do that many times. Probably would do it at big points. Don't you think, Andy, some of your favorites at big points? I don't have the talent to do that, Cone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kyrgios did not, uh, did not bore us at all today. We saw the... Uh, expletives we saw the arguments we saw the tough love that he was giving and gotten but to me to see him rebound and play like that the second two sets that's impressive that's what we want to see more of victory two hours and five minutes later we hear from him after he chopped some wood on the court you got frustrated there with that time violation did that almost throw you off not really um you know Umpires, you know, they, they, I, don't know, I don't even think they understand the concept of everyone here in Halle. The stadium's full to see me and Steph play. And I think they just, they just want to be relevant sometimes. You know, the match was going <laughs> fine. Um, you know, the crowd was enjoying it. It was completely unnecessary. But um, as I said, you know, I'm going to play Steph many more times. And, you know, I'm going to lose against him. I'm going to win against him. So I'm going to enjoy it today. Well, Andy, Nick Kyrgios was very honest after his win, now up to 52 in the live rankings with back-to-back -back victories and back-to-back -back days. He said Stefano Tsitsipas is going to win multiple Grand Slams. I can't say the same thing for myself, but if he's playing at this level, it's hard to bet against him. Yeah, I mean, Kyrgios, listen, he can play on grass. Now, the, drawing down that because the stadium's full, the umpire has to do their job differently than they would if it wasn't full, I don't really understand that logic but Kyrgios hasn't been the guy like a John McEnroe who can kind of insert himself into the drama of a match kind of use it as almost a tactical thing normally when Nick Kyrgios goes goes south it kind of stays on the south side so uh to see him uh bounce back like Cone mentioned during the uh the, the highlight there uh, is a good surprise to see from, from Nick Kyrgios. And if he can start kind of controlling those lulls, uh, listen, we, 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 a lot of times we might not agree with, with what he does on the court, but we certainly don't change the channel when he starts going off, right? So the guy is entertainment and package. Now, if he can start dealing with those negative emotions and get over them and put them to the side, he becomes even more dangerous. Andy, with his lack of match play and his admitted lack of inconsistency with training, can he hold, can he hold up over seven matches, three out of five sets at Wimbledon? Uh, it, well, he hasn't proven it yet. I mean, listen, for all the talent that Nick Kyrgios has, there are a couple things that are, that are factual. He's never been past the quarters of a Grand Slam, and he's never been ranked higher than 13 in the world. So what does that lend itself to believe? You, you think that that probably represents consistency that you're alluding to, Paul. So we don't know where his body's at ever. We don't know what type of training he does. He says he doesn't do much. So I, I think it's 
you know, it's, it's one thing to go into uh, an Indian Wells or a Miami where you're playing two out of three sets and you have days off in between. It's another animal, as you know, Cone, from having uh, played in these slams and also having coached uh, guys that have gone the distance. Uh, it's another animal kind of maintaining your body and being smart about it through the course of 14 days. And frankly, he hasn't proven that he can do it yet. Is he dangerous enough to pick people off? Is he someone that no one wants to see in the draw? Absolutely. Is he a top five talent in the game? Absolutely. Has he proven he can do it in a slam uh, till the end? Not yet. Well, look, no one on the draw is going to want to see him. Fans all over the world are certainly going to want to watch him play. And it'll be interesting to see how he continues to move forward as we head towards the All-England Club. Let's move over to the Berlin now. Someone else who's had a lot of success on grass, Carolina Pliskova. This blockbuster matchup with Bianca Andrescu and Andy. This one, I would say, really had a lot of elements all the way through three sets. Yeah, these are two players that we know what their top line is, right? We know that they're uh, Pliskova is the number one in the world. Andrescu has won a Grand Slam and other big tournaments. So this was kind of a litmus test to see who's got the form going in. They both need the matches. Andrescu, I feel like, has been on the verge uh, during the clay court season. Played pretty well in Rome, played okay at Roland Garros, kind of getting back to the top form. But uh, Pliskova on grass is evidenced by a result there last year is uh, is a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, obviously she's gonna, gonna struggle a little bit with the points coming off, but Andrescu fighting back in the second set, making it a street fight. I love seeing that. And the best of her kind of brings these matches in, makes them emotional. The, the drop shot didn't land there. Pliskova's been losing a lot of these close matches. So a match like this is huge for her to maybe turn the tide, gain some momentum going into the slams. You have to win these tough matches early on to play well late in tournaments. Pliskova punching Andrescu out, but this was a great match. I, I thought we saw pretty good form from both of them. Yeah, Pliskova using that serve once again. 17 aces in her first round win over Kaya Kanepi. 12 more today over BB Andrescu. As we move to the American side, Coco Goff in Berlin taking on a fellow American, Ann Lee. She's had a lot of success, Paul, against her fellow country women. Yeah, and Andy talked about having to win close matches going into majors. We saw Coco break through in Paris, get to the finals, and maybe give herself a little bit of confidence, and I think that helped her today because she got in a bit of a bind, started off with some really good tennis, beautiful dig volley there, and did a nice job when things got tight. And that's where I think the, uh, the, the wins in Paris helped her. Served for the match twice in the second set, lost her serve both times, but didn't really blink. Look at the coverage at the net, really comfortable at the net. We see how well she moves, moves great on the grass, served generally pretty good. The forehand can go once in a while. We saw that happen in Paris. It's gotten better before she continues to grow. She continues to impress. And today was no different. Stats certainly back it up. Five aces, just the one double fold. So that second serve continues to become more consistent for Goff, who would win on that error at the net for Ann Lee. And we got to hear from the victor after an impressive show. When you're up a set, that definitely all the pressure is on your, your opponent to kind of close out that set. And I, I knew in the tie break with my serve, I was going to get some free points. So I was really uh, trying to focus on the returning points. Yeah, I wasn't sure how my first match on grass would be. Uh, it was a little shaking in some moments, but I got through it. Five straight wins versus Americans for Coco Goff, her first grass court match of 2022. Andy, and building off that French Open appearance, Roland Garros really impressed and turned a lot of heads. How does she now take some of that momentum and keep the positivity heading into Wimbledon? 
Well, she, she's got the confidence. Of it. You don't come off a slam final and, and question yourself as much as you would uh, had you lost early in the previous slam. But one of the things that I, that I noticed today with Coco Golf, and uh, kind of generally speaking, since she's kind of uh, grown as a player, is when you're in late matches and you're serving for matches, right? Today, she took her lumps, served for the match a couple of times, uh, had the lead. Lee fought back, but you don't not get tight, but you get better at recovering from being tight and just better at being tight generally. So recovering from that, winning the breaker, those are the types of matches that she was getting extended to three sets last year, right? She was letting people back in. And so it wasn't, she didn't slam the door shut, but it, it wouldn't budge. So she kept pushing it a little bit and was still able to close out the match. So listen, your first match switching services isn't going to be pretty, but getting through and taking those lumps, dealing with those nerves, I think it's a net positive for Coco today. Every time we see her, it's really fun to watch because she handles herself so well. We know how gifted she is on the tennis court, and you listen to the words that come out of her mouth. I mean, she's wise beyond her years, uh, both on and off the court. And when you hear her analyze her matches, the perspective is really important, and it's really balanced. And like Andy said, when you switch surfaces, it's always tricky the first match or two. Coco did a terrific job. We forget she's only 18. We have to keep reminding ourselves she's only 18. She's doing great, and she continues to get better. I love how she's trying to problem solve, and I love the fact that she's getting better with things she doesn't do great. She knows her second serve was an issue. What's she doing? She's trying to get it better. She knows the forehand isn't great all the time. What's she doing? She's trying to get it better. She's a great player, and she's going to continue, it's easy for me to say, continue <laughs> to get better. Extraordinarily mature at her age, both on and off the court. Extraordinarily a wordsmith. Sit, sitting over to my left as well. <laughs> we saw we plenty. Become best friends. I think so. You want to do karate in the garage? We'll you talk bet. about it later. Don't touch my drum set. <laughs> Don't touch my drum set. <laughs> we saw more highlights from all four tournaments across the Eurograss series. Plus, the Wimbledon draw just nine days away. We discussed whether or not the recovering Roland Garros champion will be there next on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to TC Live, folks. Make Tennis.com your online information source throughout Tennis Channel's London calling. Stay current with live match scoring and stats, draws, rankings, plus all the latest player and grass court tournament news leading up to Wimbledon. Visit Tennis.com today. Quick check-in on Tommy Paul, Dennis Shapovalov. This was a match that spilled over from yesterday into today. All the way to the third set, Tommy Paul serving at 5-4, 40-30. This one a lengthy rally. It would eventually end up with a Paul victory in that third. He overcomes 11 Shapovalov aces, saves seven break points in the match, and advances at the Queen's Club in London. Checking on some Americans competing on German grass. Sebastian Corda, Mac and McDonald, both in action. We'll tell you how they did and much more. Come up next on TC Live.
Back to Hollow we go, and we will holla at Paul Anacone to take us through the action between I Felix Ote Aliassim, so American that Mackie McDonald. So Thank you. What a battle. What a battle with these guys. They were holding serve different ways. Felix, a lot of three points, a lot of aces. Mackie McDonald served plus one, and it went to the tie break. These guys had nothing between. That was back-to-back -back points, guys. Two balls, half on the line by Felix. Left Mackie scratching his head, but Mackie did have a set point right here. How about a great return from Felix? to get to seven all breaks and uh, mini breaks and gets through that first set second set was all FAA guys lifted his level of his game first serve first strike used the athleticism really returned offensively Mackey lost concentration for about 30 seconds in the second set and on graphs that's sometimes all it takes and all of a sudden you're down two breaks and the set and match is over so credit to Felix great tennis Mackey just five minutes of bad tennis and that was it certainly helps when you hit 41 winners 15 aces for Oje Aliassim in the straight set victory. All right, Andy, we move to Sebastian Corda taking on a veteran in Pablo Carreño Busta. You know, he's going to have a couple tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, look at the way he's able to get out of the corners here. Uh, playing defense on that backhand. The guy moves well on grass. I know I say it ad nauseum, but such an unreported part of this game and what you have to do, even here losing a point, forcing Sebastian to hit one more shot. Sebastian was on cruise control in the second. Looked like this match was going to turn, but people like Carreño Booster are just looking for that one opportunity, and you look at Sebastian just hitting winners at will, uh, turning Carreño Booster into a mannequin. Uh, but as we get into the third set, Sebastian has a, a weird tendency to sometimes get broken at inopportune times to put together uh, some uh, some double faults, uh, some different types of breaks, and, and we know Carreño Busta will stay there until the absolute end, uh, ask the question every time, and is able to keep enough space with depth between Sebastian and him, not letting Sebastian get forward. Tough one out here. Corda is legit on grass. So is Carreño Busta. It was a battle over in Hala, an hour and 39 minutes for Pablo Carreño Busta to get through 6-3 in the third. We move over to London. This was a match that Paul and Ted Robinson were on the call for. Alexander Bublik taking on Andy, one of your picks potentially for Wimbledon, Marin Cilic. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at Cilic early was was way down in this first set. I was I was already saying like he's going to fight back and they're they're going to uh, they're going to split there, but then. Uh, Bublik went with the old, uh, you know, after he loses this first set breaker. Uh, I can't wait till we get to the second set so we can talk about the confuse and conquer method that he employed <laughs> when he was uh, uh, half, half tanking, half still present, um, which it was enough to cause some sort of weird uh, tightness uh, with Marin Silic. I mean, you look, at, you look at this game where he got broken, didn't really move well, uh, took a stumble on break point. Uh, and, and then when it mattered, Bublik got back to his old ways and playing a little bit looser when he actually cared. So I couldn't really figure out the emotional set uh, of this match. It was like watching Dr. Phil. I just didn't quite know what was happening. With uh, it, it was an avalanche of emotion, Noah. But in true Chillich fashion, he says, man, what were you doing? He goes, I don't know what I was doing. But anyways, Chillich moving on. Chillich finds a way through. Highly entertaining match, as you would expect, as we head over to the social net. So let's start with this. Rafa Nadal back on a court, closed court in Mallorca, testing out that foot on the grass, seeing how he feels. Still no word, though, whether or not he's going to play Wimbledon. We are waiting to hear what Rafa's camp and he himself will eventually decide. But... With our friends from Ola Magazine, we got some more potentially important news from the Dahl family. He and his wife expecting their first child. So some people might say tennis is life, Andy. Sometimes life is just life. And for Nadal, that's certainly the case right now. 
yeah, I mean, tennis is a big part of life. But uh, listen, I, I remember the first time that uh, we found out we were pregnant. I mean, it's just it, it makes tennis seem so small. Um, you know, so congrats to, uh, to to Rafa and Maria and uh, the rest of their extended family. We all know how close uh, that family is. And you said it was a, is a close practice there in Mallorca, except for the professional photographer that was getting action <laughs> shots in the back and letting us know that it was uh, a practice going on behind closed doors. So two good things. It looks like Rafa's on track after the uh, procedure he had done on his foot uh, last week. That's positive and obviously more important than uh, than any tennis tournament. Uh, another Nadal coming along. Good, uh, good, good things all around. Yeah, it's, it's going to be re really interesting to see what happens and how things develop with the foot. It's such an unknown thing. I mean, we keep scratching our head. This is after uh, the procedure that was done, and we see him just kind of limping. He talked about what he had to do to play Roland Garros with the injections basically to deaden the nerve, and he said he wasn't going to do that anymore. He wasn't going to do that to play Wimbledon. Boy, I mean, it's got to be nice to be able to know that you're halfway through the Grand Slam and that's still realistic. But at what point do you really try to figure out where your longevity and your priorities are? I don't know the risk reward because of all the medical stuff. I, for one, want to see him play at Wimbledon. But more importantly, I, for one, want to see him play for a few more years. Yeah, I mean, listen, Rafa, we want to see him play at Wimbledon. We, we forget how, uh, how how much his game actually translates pretty well uh, to the grass. And, he, you know, he's won it twice. There's a lot of us that wish we, wish we could win it once. Obviously, he's a, he's a genius no matter the surface. But, um, you know, the way I understand it, and obviously uh, I, I'm, I'm no doctor, but there was a procedure to try to almost deaden the nerve endings to mitigate the pain a little bit more. So a week on from that procedure, to see him out on the court, I read that as a positive. Certainly a storyline we're going to be following. I'm surprised that neither of you asked, will that baby be coming out and already be adjusting headband, the hair? Headband, headband yep. hair, adjust. Uh, that's really all I, I care about <laughs> at the moment. We you know, look forward to our schedule here. Thursday's coverage on Tennis Channel Berlin begins at 5 a.m. Eastern, all leading to our encore coverage following TC Live, which we've got plenty more on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to TC Live. Hot shot of the day. Who else, Andy, but Nick Curios? Yeah, it's our daily. It's the daily hot shot for Curios. This is ridiculous. Try hitting a flat ball at like 110 with just a little flick of the wrist. You won't see this at many tennis clubs. I'll tell you that. That takes a stadium to hold that type of hot shot. Paul, I know that you already took us through the highlight, but just one more time on this shot. How, how do you even... Like Andy said, you, you don't understand ball coming this hard at you that low to jump and flick it with the Conti forehand grip cross court. Uh, that's a head scratcher. And the backwards hat has to be giving him extra power. It's the only explanation at this point as we take a look at our featured matches for Thursday here on Tennis Channel. Start with the world number one, Daniil Medvedev taking on Ilya Ivashka. Tommy Paul after the two-day win over Denis Shapovalov gets a tough draw with Stan Wawrinka. Ostapenko in action, Jabor in action, Berrettini. It's a full day, including Coco Goff, who got the impressive win today. But I do want to start to stick with that, that Tommy Paul and Stan Wawrinka match. Andy, we'll start with you. It's a match where Tommy Paul has to have some confidence after the win over Shapovalov. Stan Wawrinka just got through another American, Francis Tiafo. What stands out to you? 
Yeah, I mean, and listen, Stan Wawrinka has actually become a better grass court player since he shortened up the returns. It returns the the, the first serve returns are, are are a little bit better than they used to be. But he got away with one uh, against Francis Tiafo. Francis let him back in the match, but a lot of times you kind of get through one of those and you feel like you're playing with uh, the house's money. Uh, one thing both of them are going to have to do is first serve percentage is going to be huge here. Tommy Paul doesn't return first serves great. Uh, Stan Wawrinka kind of the same. Whoever can take advantage and get the most looks of those second serve points, more likely to break, therefore more likely to win. Yeah, it's going to be interesting on the grass. It's so great to see Stan back and, and healthy and trying to dig through. And, and Andy's right. He really uh, did a little bit of a Houdini act against Francis to get through that one. Tommy Paul finishing today, then playing doubles after the match today. Um, I think for Stan, it's going to be important to do a nice job, as Andy said, with second serve returns. Whoever puts more pressure on the opponent's second serve, to me, is going to be the one that gets over the finish line. Uh, but I do like the fact that Stan's getting a little bit more firm on the block return returns they're not floating if they don't float the returns fine our eyes will be locked on that matchup and we've got a whole lot more as our london calling coverage will continue on tennis channel on thursday so for paul anacone for andy roddick for our entire tennis channel crew no eagles saying so long for now thank you for joining us and we hope you continue as our coverage continues on tuesday